Hello and welcome to a podcast of things we did on the radio. In the show, I think you hear me mention there's a story that we have to do podcast only. I'll do that at the end, but let's get stuck into what we did on radio earlier today. It's very interesting times at the moment politically. So what I thought we'd do, given... uh, Look, no one's ever been through anything like this. Normally, if a prime minister has a chancellor step down, it's over and done within the next half hour, but it's been intrigue all the way hasn't it which is why i thought i'd do a special section called boris watch play the jingle boris watch yeah. watch because i boris watch because i thought what, what, boris watch. i knew we'd overdo it with the jingle and uh, because i thought we could like pay attention to the comings and goings of downing street now i think we should do a boris watch feature just every so often call him up and say you're right mate you know you're doing all right because you look a little bit what a time eh? There is one question that everyone's asking is who would be the next Prime Minister? And i got a bad feeling the way this nation's going, it's going to be some someone from Love Island, isn't it? If people are actually allowed to vote for things they care about, it'd be a celeb, someone from TOWIE. Do you know what? We might run that on the show today. If the next Prime Minister had to be a celebrity, whom would you go for? Tweet at time1075 underscore FM. Trap me down at Mr. Stephen Allen. We could do some on there cost of living crisis here we have to talk about it a lot because this is it's it's big deal it's such a deal that martin made me a jingle it costs how much well toby carvery have an issue when it comes to the cost of living and supply chains and all that lark they've axed wait for it wait for it lamb on sundays (gasps) angering customers who say that the supply woes there's just no excuse it's nonsense the buffet chain has parred back its popular three roast uh, weekend lunch menu Normally offering lamb, what else? It's turkey uh, beef, is it? I think it is. Uh, but now, you know, no, lamb. no lamb. Which is bizarre. Out of all of the things I thought we would be able to get, it would be lambs, wouldn't it? Because we've definitely got them in fields. I've seen them. How are they not in Toby Carvery? And it's really difficult to complain if you go to Toby Carvery. Because if you go in there and you go to the complaints desk and they say, uh, have, you got, <laughs> have you got a beef? Even I can't get to the end of that joke. It's, it's, not, it's not worth our time, is it? A beef joke about Toby Carver. It's been a long day. I've been paying a lot of attention to the other news. Earlier on, we were, we were, I'm offering this new service. We're, for one show only, doing Boris Watch. Boris Watch. And that means that what we can do... Boris Watch. And that means that what we can do... Too many jingles in one. That means we're asking who out of all the celebs that you'd have replaced uh, Boris would you have as the next PM? Because look, the way this nation's going, it's going to be some celebrity luck. Uh, Darren Griffith says, uh, "Hi, so maybe Gordon Ramsay once he got over his midlife crisis and stacks on some pounds, and isn't a bad shout? So you'd be going for a very direct replacement for Boris." Uh, he would shout a lot of nonsense, so I reckon the whole world wouldn't even know if Boris had gone. Boom. Uh, Boris can then move in with Donald and start a moonshine business, according to Darren Griffithesis. I think I've already done some my moonshine joke, uh, which is a shame. Other than Gordon, I would be happy with either Animal from the Muppets uh, or Julian Clary, as they'd both be a marked improvement. Thank you for getting in touch on that one. Uh, you can tweet at time1075 underscore FM. Cornerman Cole says, Hi, bud. Either Graham Norton or Alan Carr. I need a good chuckle in the house. Uh, have you thought about applying for the job? Me as PM? Right mess. Absolutely. But thank you for mentioning Alan Carr because... Oh, hello! Normally I don't get the opportunity to do that, and uh, I did then. So. 
Not that I think it added much to the show, but nevertheless, thank you. Yes, I promised you an update on something, just because I realised we'd not done this for ages. And there's a new story that gets us into it, it's that more than 10,000 people have been waiting at least three months for a hospital appointment, and it reminded me. Previously on the show, I can't believe I didn't get this ready, because every time we keep talking about it, here we are. Previously on the show, no, that's the any other business one. Where's the one that says previously on the... Previously yep. in the week. But it was weeks and weeks ago. I had a lump on the back of my wrist. It's a ganglion cyst. I've had it for ages. But you can go to the doctors and have it attacked, basically. And it started to give me some trouble. And remember, back in May, I said how I'd called up the doctors. And they said, well, you can't have a face-to-face. And I was like, that's right. I don't need a face-to-face. It's a lump on my wrist. I'll take the next phone appointment then, please. And they said, certainly, it'll be in July. So, none of June. Not new June for this wrist. Finally, I got a phone call from my GP. It was booked in my calendar that they would call between 1 and 5.30. And I thought, well, that's difficult, isn't it? I'm on air for some of that, but... So I blanked out 1 till 5.30. So on the day in question, 11.45 in the morning, I got a phone call. So that was sneaky, sneaky. And I said, look, I've got this ganglion cyst. And it keeps... It hurts now. It's come back after I broke my wrist, and now it's, it's back. And the doctor said, well, we don't recommend having the surgery for it. Oh, that's a shame, because that's what I wanted, but never mind. You could do the thing where you aspirate it, you stab it with a needle and take the thing out. I went, yeah, you could do that instead, but we don't offer that service. Alright, so, just to recap, I waited two months for a phone call for you to tell me you don't deal with my injury. Anyone else feeling really good about this whole NHS thing right now? Things are pretty expensive these days. It costs how much? I know. There is one way that you could get some cheaper booze. And let me talk you through it. Punters at Green King Pubs, if they have the same surname as a member of the uh, football team, the England Lionesses football team, could get a free pint. So the women's Euros kick off, uh, so they kicked off, didn't they? So the Lionesses, well, they're, they're the football. I don't know enough about football. It doesn't matter about football. Because the point is, if you have the same surname as one of the players, in a Green King pub during the uh, actual games, you can get a free pint. And the names are things like, what well, we've got Hampton, Earps, Roebuck, Bright, Bronze, Carter, Daily Greenwood, Stokes. I mean, I'm not going to read them all out. But then I looked into it. If you change your name legally by deed poll, it's £42.44. Five quid for a pint these days. It depends how long they stay in this competition, but or, or if you get many pints in. But, hey, eh? So all you need to do, change your name into any of those. White, Russo, Paris, Mead, uh, Hemp. And then you're in the booze, aren't you? See, I told you I am here to help, even though no one ever believes it. There's a story that says that if you exercise only on the weekends, you still see massive improvements. And that's good, because that means now you could not exercise for five days a week, exercise for two, and uh, Bob's your uncle. So now, technically, I'm only missing out on two days' exercise. So that's an improvement, but I don't even want to talk about that one. I prefer talking about food, which might be part of the problem. This is in the papers that more than a quarter of people... Oh, no, no, more than four in five. That's bigger than a quarter. More than four in five. So over 80% of people like to keep their chocolate in the fridge as they prefer to eat it cold. You sickos. I didn't realise I was in a minority of people with taste. You put chocolate in the fridge? 
I'm only just getting on board with the idea that tomato ketchup goes in there, but uh, you know, it's got tomatoes in it. Good luck to you. But chocolate? In the free you wrongs. So for tomorrow's any other business, you could get in touch with either stuff that you put in the fridge that you shouldn't. It's toilet roll, isn't it? Yeah, curry, do that joke. Um, or just the debate about whether you put chocolate in the fridge. If you put chocolate in the fridge, why? Because I think you are you are anhedonic because it just doesn't taste as good. I know, let's take chocolate and make it harder work. And surely you can't do that with a Toblerone. You put a Toblerone in a fridge to harden up, it'd take out your innards on the way down. It's Larry, hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, what have you got for us this time? Singer Ollie Murs says that he was once assaulted by a peanut. Assaulted peanut. I think I can see where he got confused. No, it's real, Stevie. He was singing on stage when someone threw their nuts at him. Mm, nope, can't think of another way of taking that sentence to make a joke out of it, so carry on. He said it hit him in his forehead. You know what? I'm glad I didn't do a double entendre now, though. We really would have been in trouble. Would you be upset if someone started throwing food at you when you were on stage, Stevie? Only if it was a salad. Other than that, free food, mate. It's like a paid gig. Listen, thank you for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. And you're done. Podcast successfully listened to. Oh, the news story that I couldn't really mention on the show, it's, they're always too rude, but a TV firm is searching for big new stars packing the nation's largest willies. As in having, I don't think it's like challenging you to put them in a suitcase. Or maybe, I don't know, let's, let's read on. The fellas must be ready to tell all about how their love lives are impacted by having a huge phallus. Uh, I think, am I not on TV enough already these days? I think maybe... With MASH coming back and Ministry of Defence. No, I probably won't won't go for this. Uh, Potential participants are told a recent survey found that nearly half of the men uh, population wish that they had a bigger one. So, yeah, but that means half don't wish they had a bigger one. Think about it that way. And apparently, uh, sometimes you you can have one that's too big, and it says it can impact every area of your life. It can't be every area, can it? I mean, like, lovemaking, sitting down, they're the main two. It's not going to impact... Like, you're parking. Is it? I mean, well, who knows? We'll find out when it's on. Um, More in tomorrow's podcast. All you need to do is subscribe to where you find this, and we'll talk more then. Till next time, bye.